By the time you hear this podcast, you'll know what the future of this podcast will be. Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. And I'm blinded by the eclipse. I'm, I'm, I'm Ben. I should have wore shades. <laughs> Happy Eclipse Day, everyone. I guess that's what we're going with. <laughs> I didn't get the NASA-approved glasses, so I didn't look at the sun for fear of losing my eyesight. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a very fitting for what's going on today. Um, hopefully if you did see the eclipse or you haven't seen it yet, you didn't look at it or you don't look at it. Cause, uh, yeah, just because the moon is over, it doesn't mean that it's okay to look, <laughs> please practice safe eclipsing. Yes. Um, there was, uh, I'm in an Uber Lyft group mm-hmm. on Facebook and one guy, he was going, him and his wife were going to see the eclipse. She had gotten some glasses for them. Um, she had gotten two pair that she had with her because they were meeting up somewhere and he was giving another, he was giving a passenger a ride who couldn't find his. And he was calling everyone he knew to see if they had a pair. And, and then when the the driver found out that his, his wife had an extra pair Mm -hmm. and he had a pair with him, he offered to sell his to that passenger. (laughs) And, He's he's like he's expecting the passenger to make an offer. He's thinking uh, ten dollars. Yeah. He offered forty. What? <laughs> Jeez. I, okay. I guess people really wanted to see this eclipse. I yeah. didn't see it, so I, I I guess you don't know you, you don't miss what you never had. You know. It was funny. I was I was sit, I was outside while it was happening, and you know I did notice it was getting significantly dark. Yeah. <laughs> and when I got out of the car, the dome light came on. <laughs> it goes on at night or when it's dark enough when the um, eclipse <laughs> yeah um, I thought that was pretty funny and it, it was so it was so weirdly dark you know for me my windows aren't tinted on my car but you I would have thought that they were oh okay man I don't think it was that dark where I was yeah it was it was, it was kind of like that um but yeah happy eclipse day everyone mm-hmm. um <laughs> I hope he didn't look directly into the sun. People tried to tell you. Yeah, well, there's already people who I'm hearing 
um, from my girlfriend Kendra that works at a retina practice that they were fielding calls from people who thought that the glasses were a scam and just a way to make extra money. Um, my guess is maybe they think that NASA needs it. I don't know, but they thought it was a scam trying to get over on them, a money grab. And so they did not wear the glasses and they looked directly at the sun and now they're upset. Yeah. And all they can tell them is, yeah, it's, it's kind of stuck this way. <laughs> That's all you can really say. Um, it's, it's not going to be fixed anytime soon. But most of their clientele is old. So I guess on the bright side, um, <laughs> they don't have to live with it very long, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, enough science for you. Science. Um, <laughs> okay. That would have been the last episode, the last, uh, yeah. the last because five. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it on either of our lists? I don't think it was. Yeah, it was not. I'm not a huge fan of that song except for that part. Science. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do have uh, some music news for you that we'll start the show with. But before we do that, I didn't even really introduce the show properly all the way. Not really. My name is Hove. Oh. <laughs> I'm slipping. Um, <laughs> thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast so far. We definitely appreciate it. Um, and those who, I guess, uh, uh, we were told by the 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 power with the power trio episode that Matt did not spam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he really lit into us. <laughs> but he says thanks. <laughs> um. So, uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening so far. Uh, if you want to tell someone how they can listen to our show, um, and how they can get in contact with us, uh, we would. Refer you to our website by the time you hear this dot com. Uh, I spruce it up a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if it's more visually appealing, but it's not boring. It's got logos. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Now, the website and the Facebook page, the URL is spelled with the letter, excuse me, the word you, while you. And if you want to get with this on Instagram, we are on Instagram at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U because we're upstanding. Yes. Uh huh. And we are, uh, we have an email that is the same spelling with the letter U by the time you hear this at gmail.com. You can send us your questions, comments. Uh, if you're an independent artist and you can send your music to us, we'll play it. We'll discuss it. And sorry, it, it always happens. <laughs> um, and, uh, We'll, we will play your music for no charge. Yep. We are anti-Paola here. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to find out where you can listen to us, we are on Podomatic. We are on iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, CastBox, Satchel Podcast Player, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, and Auto Radio. And uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, so let's get into the show here uh, with our music news. So the VMAs, um, I guess we still watch music videos. It's still a a popular we medium. Don't. I don't. I mean, I don't well, I don't. Yeah, I'm someone in. does though. Yeah, I mean they're 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 meant for YouTube now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the VMA nominations were released. Actually, they were revealed uh, about a month ago, but uh, we weren't paying attention. I know I wasn't paying attention. Huh? So they were. You- yeah. Could have gotten over on me. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even look at the date. <laughs> but the ceremony itself is on August 27th. Mm-hmm. So that is coming up. 
It will be hosted by Katy Perry because uh, she needs something to do. Um, oh, that'll be right after the uh, Floyd versus Connor fight. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So uh, if you're in Vegas, you can, after the fight, you can fly on over to uh, L.A. It's going to be at the Forum in Inglewood. Oh, and I know there's got to be someone who has written for Katy Perry a Floyd Mayweather or Conor McGregor joke, and they're just waiting to see who wins. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just, all right, so we'll go with this one. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so the the nominees are out uh, first. With the 2017 MTV Movie and TV Awards, uh, MTV eliminated gender-specific awards. And they have done this as well with the VMAs. And the Moon Man statue has now been renamed a Moon Person. So I wonder at what point will we start to hear, and I'm not even saying this just to sound like an old fart, will we start to hear complaints that there aren't enough women winning Best Pop or Best New Artist or Best This or Best That because now there's not the distinction. Yeah. Because that's, that's what I hear next. Like, well, there are not enough women. Well, we had distinct categories and then... <laughs> People complain. He complained. He complained. So, so we put it in the one category, and you complained. So now we're just not going to have an award show. <laughs> well, it will. Everyone should win. We don't have the money to make statues. All right, millennials. <laughs> for all of the artists, participation moon people. That's what that is. <laughs> Thanks for being an artist. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we'll give you some of the categories here. Video of the year. Uh. Kendrick Lamar's Humble. I didn't know there was one. <laughs> Bruno Mars, 24 Karat Magic. Alicia Cara's Scars to Your Beautiful. DJ Khaled featuring Rihanna and Bryson Tiller, Wild Thoughts. And The Weeknd, Reminder. I've, I, I have seen uh, three of these videos. I've seen one. I've seen 24 Karat Magic in passing. <laughs> and it reminded me of uh, his last song, the same, the same, like, remind me of that video. I was like, this is, why well, can't Uptown Funk? That's what it was. Yeah, it was no. just like Uptown Funk Part 2. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, Artist of the Year, uh, which is replacing Best Female and Male Video. Uh, Artist of the Year, Bruno Mars, Kendrick Lamar, the most influential artist in black music, Ed Sheeran, uh, Ariana Grande, Lord, and The Weeknd. Uh, best new artist, Khalid, Kodak Black, SZA, Young M.A., Julia Michaels, and Noah Cyrus. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know any of these people. I mean, I know a couple of them, but I just, I feel out of touch. Um, we'll look at uh, the best pop video. Uh, Sean Mendes for Treat You Better. Okay. Ed Sheeran for The Shape of You. Harry Styles, Sign of the Times. Fifth Harmony featuring Gucci for Down. Katy Perry. <laughs> this was a charity nomination. So um, Chain to the Rhythm. Well, she's not going to win. But if she does, will she be like, you know. Like, just, no one will believe that the voting was legit. No one. I, I, I want to see an awkward YouTube moment. I hope it wins. Uh, and Miley Cyrus for Malibu. Um, best hip hop video, Kendrick Lamar for Humble, Big Sean for Bounce Back, Chance the Rapper for Same Drugs, DJ Khaled featuring Justin Bieber, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne for I'm the One, 
Drum featuring Lil Yachty for Broccoli, and Migos featuring Lil Uzi Vert for Bad and Bougie. I think that one's going to win. Uh, MTV's added a new category. Best fight against the system. <laughs> uh, I think Rage Against Machines upset. <laughs> they could have swept this every year. <laughs> uh, Logic for Black Spider-Man featuring Damian Lamar Hudson. The Hamilton mixtape for Immigrants. Big Sean for Light. Alessia Carr for Scars to Your Beautiful. Taboo featuring Shailene Woodley, Shailene Woodley for Stand Up, Stand in Rock. Uh, that was for the um, the Dakota Pipeline. Okay. Uh, Dakota Pipeline song. Oh, that's Taboo from Black Eyed Peas. Oh, snap. hold up. I think it is. Yes. <laughs> Taboo from Black Eyed Peas. I didn't know he did anything solo. I didn't know Will I Am let him do that. I was gonna say exactly. <laughs> say it how it is. We're gonna ask him permission. <laughs> And a John Legend for Surefire in that category. And um, the song of the summer actually goes to Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee for Despacito. But that is the only award that it's going to get from MTV. Despacito did not receive any other nominations. It does have a music video. It's been a smash for the last three months at least. Maybe four. No, almost four. Yeah. It has become the second song to ever have at least 15 weeks at number one. We'll tell you more about that in a little bit. And of course, the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award this year will go to Pink. And uh, Ben and I realized that we are old. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember watching Pink videos getting ready for school in high school. Yeah, we we remember Pink's R&B debut. Yes. Which she I I don't know if she's officially disowned it, but I don't think she does any of those songs in concert. I guarantee you somewhere it gets played on the radio and Candy Burris gets checks. <laughs> <laughs> so she hasn't disowned it. True. Let them checks roll in. <laughs> <laughs> As they say on Jalen and Jacoby, keep, get, keep getting them checks. Um, so yeah, uh, the VMAs, I haven't watched the VMAs in a long time. I used to watch them every year, um, until I went to college. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, I think I, I might've stopped before then. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that is the, the VMAs. Uh, we'll get to the charts really quick here. Uh, now we, when we recorded our last episode, Yep. Well, as you can hear, Despacito. <laughs> the video from Billboard was starting to play. Um, to get through. <laughs> uh, but Despacito is still number one, and it's playing another commercial. I just muted this. Jeez, Billboard, give me a break. All right. <laughs> so, Despacito still number one. And, uh, when we recorded it, it just updated that day. So as of today that, you know, the, the chart would, we won't go too far into the charts because it's the same. Uh, it will update in a couple of days, but, uh, Despacito has made history by being the second song ever to spend 15 weeks at number one. Uh, as of September 2nd, it will be the 15th week. So next week it's going to be the number one song again. Um, Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men's One Sweet Day 
has spent more time at number one, 16 weeks back in 1995, 96. Wow. Um, Despacito is now with the 15th week, officially the longest leading hot 100 number one song of the 21st century. Mm. Uh, as it passes, uh, songs that, um, three other songs that were up for 14 weeks. Um, Despacito also is the longest running number one for a primarily non-English language song. Take that Uh, Ricky Martin. Well, actually, the the one that it passes is Macarena. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, it's also the longest number one at the top of the streaming songs charts. And has it hit a billion streams yet? No, I don't think so. Okay. Not um, not quite. Let's see where it is now. Well. Based on the now we're talking about the remix with Justin Bieber. Okay, so that is if it pulls up at all uh seven hundred and sixty three million. What about the original? Six hundred and twenty six million. So combined over a billion basically. Cause you know, one half of the, one half of the world is listening to the all Spanish version and <laughs> the other half of the world is listening to the one with Justin Bieber. That could be. The- <laughs> um, so as I said, Despacito is the number, the second longest number one of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and the longest of the 21st century passing uptown funk. I got a feeling and we belong together. Jeez, Mariah Carey. Wow. Okay. Okay. I knew her comeback with big. I didn't know it was that big. Uh, other songs that were 14 weeks, number one, at least. Uh, the Candle in the Wind remake oh, yeah, for by Elton John. Uh, Macarena. Uh, I'll Make Love to You by Boyz to Men. And I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. I don't think sometimes young people realize how big Boyz to Men was back then. Yeah. They were monsters. And they didn't have they didn't have to dance. Nope. Well, they, I don't know if they could. They, I don't think they danced at all. No. <laughs> well, a little bit. When? Um, like the first album. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to go back and see it. I, I don't know if I could see Sean <laughs> Sean Stockman with his moves. <laughs> he just looks awkward. And um, some other records here. Uh, Ed Sheeran has the record for the most has tied the record for the most weeks spent in the top 10 32 weeks hmm. who had that before uh, tied with Closer by um, oh, the Nickelback of EDM okay. and How Do I Live by it was Leanne Rhymes version of How Do I Live yeah. going back in time there and so um yeah, that's uh, very well. I would say unusual. I mean, I think I think uh, a lot of times there is that that one song that's in Spanish that people just gravitate to. Mm-hmm. That happens once every couple of summers, mm-hmm. if not every summer. So, congratulations to Luis Fonzi. Yeah, he will be in Atlanta next month. 
it doesn't also it doesn't show uh, who is also on that bill. Don't need no one else, man. <laughs> Just Luis Fonte. Yeah, he can open up, take a break, come back. <laughs> he can close for himself. All right. So uh, other news that we have. She's made it into our show again. You know what she should have done? She should have taken out an ad in the newspaper that just said two words. I'm back. Like she Michael Jordan. <laughs> and of course, who are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about Taylor Swift. T-Swizzle. All in your nizzle. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm not going to lie. She's acting weird. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing. I've already stated off the air that I think this is all a ploy, and it's all been a ploy since Kanye West grabbed that mic from her. Um, but, um, yeah, several sources have said we're getting new Taylor Swift music this Friday, the 28th. Not the 28th, what is that? This Friday. The 25th. 25th, 25th. So we're getting new music this Friday from Taylor Swift. She has gone <clears throat> completely black on all social media. Um, so everything's dark. She took, she took down everything on her Facebook page or Instagram page or Twitter and her website. Um, and then as of this recording, a few minutes before this recording, we checked and she just has on, um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, a video of a snake, a grainy video of a snake, yeah, a grainy, yeah. creepy saw-esque video of a snake whipping its tail. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I guess, I, I don't know if people know who are listening. She's been called a snake after the Kanye and Kim feud. Um, and uh, Kim Kardashian. It, it started after the Calvin Harris. Oh, yeah. After she. Twitter rant. She was a ghostwriter for. Um, that's weird to say that she's a ghostwriter. <laughs> she ghost wrote for Rihanna. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. She ghost wrote for Rihanna. Um, and then, of course, when Kim released a tweet saying, oh, it's National Snake Day. IDK, or I didn't know, whatever young people say nowadays, you knew. This is all a ploy. This is all, I think, I think Kanye is going to be on the first single. <laughs> or at least in the video or something, it's going to be about Kanye. You don't put out a video, or it could just be about, my fear is it's going to be another one of those general songs like Shake It Off. And it's not going to be really about anyone because she doesn't want to make anyone mad. And it's just going to be something about like, you know, the haters in your life. And how they're not going to get you down, and it'll be. I think it, in, in that case, I think it'll be a tease. She's going to have a song about Kanye. She's yeah. going to have a song about Calvin Harris. She's going to have a song about Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she has a cover of. Um, nah, she wouldn't do a cover of um, the Calvin Harris Rihanna song. <laughs> that just, just, that'd be so spiteful. But I, I don't know. Like this, seeing this picture of a snake. It makes me think that she's like, the gloves are off. I'm going to be mean. And like she's going to go after She's people. trying to be the villain after playing the victim for so long. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't buy it. I don't know how her, well, her fans, I think they'll buy anything they will buy because anything. it's her. Yeah. But, you know, for um, the cynics, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 so is this, it, this doesn't, she... it doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm not saying she has to completely go away, mm-hmm. but I'm not buying this angle that she's that she's going with. I'm wondering if this could be where, because I know with um after Beyonce parted ways with her father as her manager, 
her stuff started really speaking to her core fan base. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is the direction that Taylor Swift's going in now. Who is Taylor Swift's core fan base? I have no clue. <laughs> we'll find out. Like when you when the people who are not her core fan base are like, man, this album is garbage. It's just nothing but her ranting about Kanye West and Calvin Harris. <laughs> it's a spoken word album. <laughs> Track one. I awaken I woken from my bed <laughs> and saw the Snapchat that said that I had actually done it. I had actually said that it was okay to use, I don't know, it, it's just something stupid like that with like, you know, like beatnik music in the background. <laughs> like now I'm thinking it's of... slam poetry. <laughs> I'm thinking of the theme that used to play every time Doug's sister Judy came on screen <laughs> with the flutes. It makes me angry. It makes me mad. It makes me happy. It makes me glad. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Um, Taylor Swift will be doing slam poetry <laughs> at the Apache Cafe this Friday. No, no, it's got to see. It's got to be corporate slam poetry. So it's Starbucks. Oh God, I wouldn't go. Oh, that'd be awful. Like at Starbucks, I have to. If I go there, they're going to, like, hey, can I use the restroom? Like, let me see some ID. Like, no. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks, Starbucks. We won't be there. Or a caribou coffee if she's trying to be edgy. <laughs> Seattle's best. <laughs> so, yeah, so look out for Taylor Swift coming to, or she could do like Hillary Duff did. Hillary Duff toured at Borders. She went all the Borders across the country. Yeah, that was pretty dope. And some reason, and this probably won't make sense to a lot of people, she went to the borders in um, Stonecrest. Like, who out there wants to see Hillary Duff? And this was, like, right when she was right off of the Lizzie McGuire show. So, like, that's all she had. Like, no. No one who goes to Stonecrest. Stonecrest is the black area. No one's going to mm-hmm. go see her at Stonecrest. Maybe North Point. Maybe Lenox. But Stonecrest, I feel like they were like, I have to go out there? <laughs> like... Like her fans knew, but they're like, "Man, I don't want to go out there. This is scary out there. <laughs> scary. Um, it's gonna be so dark. Uh, but it's at eleven in the morning. morning. It's you, still- you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> dark, you know, swarthy. <laughs> but enough about Taylor Swift. Let's, see. Well, let's go ahead and get into our next story. Um, is that the new Taylor Swift song? That's right. No. <laughs> Is this the which story is this one? This is uh, well, the video was coming from all Def Digital. I thought there was some voiceover. There isn't. They're just oh, okay. playing background music. Um, so Master P and uh, Kodak Black. Um, I don't know if you'd say they had words or if they have beef or anything like that. Um, well, hold on. There was some. Uh, let's see if there's some sound here. in this business that you feel like okay this person's a real mentor to me like i could talk to them about certain things i mean if master p ever holler at me i i holler at him. what master p was just in new york too and i'm sure he would Mas- it, it just yeah, master p yeah, you should reach out to p he's a great mentor he's a dude I, that really was- I don't really know how to reach out to people though. oh we can set that up for you you want that that's easy bro, bro. so yeah um so there were some rumors that um, 
Master P was charging Kodak Black or tried to charge him for his mentorship, his mentoring services. Mm, okay. <laughs> um. So he was on a Breakfast Club with trying to. Uh, That's such a weird thing to charge someone for. Yeah. It's like being a life coach or something. Celebrity life coach. I'm like, no, I ain't paying. You weren't that good. <laughs> I don't own my, uh, I don't own a label yet in New Orleans. <laughs> All right. Here's what Master P said about it. I feel like we wasted your time, man. Nah, I really don't think so, man. I think that Kodak Black, uh, he's a star. I can't take that away from him. Uh, he just got a lot of people around him. He got to fix. And I feel like, you know, doing this thing, we'll maybe we'll get a chance to uh, expose like these attorneys and accountants and financial people. And if you want that advice, I could give it to you and help you. But if you don't, then if if you don't need it to be fixed, then you don't need. It. So yeah, let's see if there's another another sound here. I feel like we wasted your time. And your energy. Wait, hold on. Let's have a drink first. Yeah, listen. Yeah, you want to get drunk? <laughs> Sorry for this. Weird. I don't. I don't know why they did it. This video like this. Yeah, that's really weird. Um, so it says that there's a book bag drive in Pompano Beach, Florida, Pompano. that showed flaws in um finance in its financial acumen, as far as Kodak Black's financial acumen. Mm-hmm. I think he's from Pompano Beach, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's see what Master P said about that. <laughs> this music is killing me. How am I trying to get money from him if I don't even know where his money come from? Mm-hmm. I've never seen a check or nothing. I don't, I don't know where it come from. You know, I, I bet you still know where it come from. So, but, it, it you know... Let's get off of that, man. It's like I, I wish him the best of luck, and uh, I know he got a good heart because, you know, and, and just for the record, he came at me with the book back thing, saying, "Let's let's do the book back giveaway." So, you know, I mean, and you still did it. I still did it because I'm about. I put my name on it with him, and I told him, I said, "Bro, if I put my name on this, then I gotta help those kids. That it ain't even for my That's community, but I gotta help them because I put my name out there." And then- all right, he says, offered to look through Kodak's accounting, and then things became weird. So they corporate America people, they ask us for nothing, but this is how they make their bread. They make their bread off top where you don't see it. So they get there and say, 5, 10, 15, whatever, 20%, whatever it is, whatever they agree. So when they cut you your check, their money already taken out because yep. the check comes to them. He says he questions if the rapper has even seen his contract. Because I asked him, I said, look, get the contract and I can look over it and I can help you. But I haven't, I've never seen it. I mean, I don't even know where his money comes from. So I don't know who came and said, how am I trying to get money from him if I don't even know where his money comes from? Mm-hmm. I've never seen a check or nothing. I don't, I don't know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I bet you still know where it comes from. So, but, it, it, you know, let's get off of that, man. It's <laughs> like, I, I wish him the best of luck. So, basically, this may be uh, another tale of young artists signing a contract like the video says signing a contract that they didn't really read read your contracts y'all saw the new edition miniseries read your contract, read your contract. or at least hire somebody that can <laughs> yeah you gotta get people that you can trust and I think that's hard to do as a as an artist mm-hmm. and 
You're, you're trying to get people to try to trust people with a wide of there's a lot of money at stake for you personally and for them, um, depending on what your situation is. And you got to have someone that you would trust not to steal from you. Mm-hmm. And apparently your money being stolen from you is very easy to do. And unco- like really common. <laughs> yeah. Y'all heard we talked about the Atlantis more sad situation. Yeah. He was stealing money from her for years. And it's so sad. But sad that you have to think about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can make a lot of jokes or whatever about Master P, but he is. He was he was the South's Diddy. Yeah. Like, how, like, you know how we talked about with the organized noise episode, Rico Wade was probably supposed to be Diddy. that dude. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be Diddy of the South and end up being Master P to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like totally independent. Mm-hmm. You know, he has his own label. I mean, he made it have a distribution deal, I think, but he, as a, as a producer and a record executive, he self-made mm-hmm. completely. And um, there are a lot of young artists. It's hard to see to where like someone like Master P and Diddy at the time, we could like see we could kind of see it as far as, okay, they have a business mind or, you know, they're trying to make this into something. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also say that about Birdman as well. He's not really an artist, but as far (laughs) as the business side, very successful. Um, with I don't see any other artist who is going to be doing that um, going forward. I mean, it's hard to see. I mean, maybe that artist hasn't come out yet. Yeah. But it's hard to, or maybe it's just hard in general to create a record label from scratch. Maybe, maybe Drake, or from a local level. Like you could. Kind but of who see- knows if Drake's going to do that? Like Drake is a he's a pop star now. Um, I could see him using the influence and the money though. Yeah. Um. Maybe Jay Z. If he's, I mean, in a way, Jay Z has done it. Like he keeps trying to release albums, though. Like Master P doesn't keep trying to release albums. Well, Jay Z keeps releasing albums um, because he likens himself to Michael Jordan. Hmm. He thinks he still has it. He thinks <laughs> Michael Jordan's over fifty years old. He probably thinks he still got it. I was gonna say, or like Brett Favre, <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> really thought he still had it, and he kind of did, you know. Yeah, but um. You know, it's I guess the main thing here is with with young artists, you know, if you're getting signed by the major labels, there's only three of them. Yeah. Um, You know, you have to be. uh, You just you got you just got to watch out. Be savvy. Be savvy, mate. And who it's hard to expect all these all rappers to be savvy. And how can you expect a rapper who's 19, 20 years old to be business savvy at that point? Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't, people may say that, that Master P is throwing shade. It's not shade if it's right. Yeah. If it's well, true. It's not like he didn't even really want to talk about it. Like he spoke on it for a bit and I was like, ah, I don't want to talk about this anymore. He probably understands there's more at stake. There's well, more yeah. going on that he wants to say. He's probably just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. I it didn't want to. I think the more he talked about it, it would have seemed more like it was hating to somebody, even mm-hmm. though it's not. 
Uh, you know, it's just the the ugly truth of the music business. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he doesn't want to. I don't think he wants to, you know, stop anybody from, you know, realizing that dream, but you still have to be careful. So I think eventually there'll be, there'll be more that he can say. There's more that he should say about this. You know, if you got rappers who are, you know, kind of the point it was to get, you know, to get a record contract. Yeah. And the method to doing it was, you know, doing shows or, or making a demo. Now it's getting your music posted on SoundCloud and having a social media following. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will get you signed. But the idea shouldn't always be just to get signed. Yeah. Now it has to be more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at Chance the Rapper. Yeah. But it that's hard. But him being savvy. Will we see more of that, though? I don't but know. he's in his early 20s. Yeah. It's hard for you. You're not going to see a whole lot of that. No. And not to say that these guys are dumb. It's just. It's when you're trying to get you're trying to break through with music. You have to focus on that. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, hard to focus on other things at the same time. It's a different type of savvy. So it's it's look, it's difficult. Yeah. It's just difficult to do, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that. Uh, something comes to light about that, you know, and I, I think there's more that Matt Spee should say about the matter. I mean, it's not I don't think it's going to hurt him. <laughs> no, not um, You know, he owns a minor league basketball team now. I think I knew that. Is, yeah. it, is, it, is it one of the G League teams? No, it's another like it's another like minor league, league like okay. that though. All right. Anyway, um, okay, uh, I'm going to do the the, the 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 terrible one first. Uh, so speaking of New Orleans, oh Lord, uh, mystical. Um, Rip the bandaid off, man. Right. 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 So mystical has turned himself in. <laughs> As he was arrested and charged with rape by the Caddo Parish Sheriff's Department in Louisiana. that This happened earlier today as of this recording. Um, he was charged with raping a woman in Shreveport, Louisiana last October. And the Shreveport police issued an arrest warrant for him. And uh, the alleged victim, I would say alleged victim at this time, but... Um, well, actually, no, uh, they did not mention the woman's name, uh, but there was another woman arrested with him. She was arrested on Friday along with him, uh, and being also being charged with first degree rape. Mm. And the police are also looking for another woman who allegedly, attempted to get the victim to drop the charges against the other woman, the first woman and mystical. And she has been charged with accessory after the fact. I don't know if I want to know what was going on. Um, so it reportedly took place at a Shreveport casino and coincides with the date of mystical's legends of Southern hip hop concert in that city. And investigators allegedly collected evidence at the scene that matched mystical and um, Averion. Yeah, I didn't know how to pronounce that name either. Yeah, I'm going to say Averion for now. <laughs> uh, Averion Holman. 
I'm not sure if that's the right pronunciation. Uh, but yeah, the, the evidence matched them. I don't think like it's hard to explain to those who are younger than us. Um, the as an artist, the force that mystical was. That whole no, like, whole no limit roster. Well, yeah, but I think he was yeah. like the he was the star of that. My Master P was the face of it. Um, Silk the Shocker tried to be the face, but the music on. didn't really match. Um, you were there because it was your brother's company. Yeah. <laughs> his, yeah. You know, he had to give his family a chance, at least a, a shot. Yeah. And maybe they saw something in that off beat, off kilter, just totally The way off. he's talking is how he used to rap. <laughs> um, and the scene murder who he, he blew it. Yeah. I don't Looking back on that, why did he give his brothers a chance? Like they just were not very good. I mean, I mean, they they weren't they weren't good, but the thing was, if only a few thousand people bought it, they still made a lot of money yeah, because it was, it was all produced by them. Yeah, like just looking back <laughs> on that, like I know Master P wasn't the greatest, but like he still he was a star, man. He kind of sold himself, like he was. But I think the the superstar of that roster was Mystical. Um, you know when you have you know the big time producers are working with you. It's not just somebody local or someone, you know, kind of second or third tier or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a lot of what could have been, especially with him, Mm -hmm. with that label really, but with him, um, and this is what he is now. And this is, this is what, this is the second time guys. This is the second time he's being charged with rape. And so this is what he is now. Yeah. <laughs> Take really- one of those peas out of rapper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah. yeah. Um and that that's unfortunate. Um rapper dropped the pea. <laughs> okay, so on a lighter note, <laughs> so uh some things happened, you know, we talked about it briefly on the last episode, um, with this, with what's happened in Charlottesville. Um, so just for, I think this is for fun, but Hey, why not at this point? Mm-hmm. You know, if we have a certain guy being president, we can kind of do whatever. Um, I think more people should kind of embrace that to do whatever you would like if certain groups of people are doing whatever they like and think they're entitled and empowered, I think there are more people who are entitled and empowered and against that group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, she is a hometown hero, of course, in Portsmouth, Virginia. I'm talking about Missy Elliott and, in an effort to celebrate her accomplishments, one Virginia resident has launched a petition to replace a Confederate monument in the state with the statue of Missy Elliott. I am totally on board with that. I, I'm I'm for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nathan Colfin of Virginia, who posted the petition, argued that Elliott has five Grammy Awards and has yes. sold over 30 million albums. Not to mention, she doesn't stand for racism. I guess that's the most important part. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's Nathan Colfin, the petition, which already has over 22,000 signatures. That's probably like the population of the city, 
the goal is 25,000. So uh, he's almost there. <laughs> he seeks to put white supremacy down, flip it and reverse it. I thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> uh, that should be on the statue. That lyric should be on the statue mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, and uh, it, he said by removing the current Confederate monument and replacing it with a true Portsmouth native hero. And, um, so yeah, uh, the, the petition came up, uh, a couple of days after the Charlottesville, Virginia protest, which resulted in the death of a woman, Heather Heyer mm-hmm. and injuries to 19 more at the rally, which who, uh, white supremacists and neo-Nazis were protesting the removal of a state, uh, excuse me, of a statue of Robert E. Lee. I believe the correct term is white nationalists. That's what they prefer to be called. Um, <laughs> I don't give a damn what they want to be called. I've never heard that until now. I've yeah. never heard of that term. And I had to uh, ask white like, supremacists and neo not you trying to like, uh, I'm, the, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not using white nationalists. They just trying to dress it up. I was like, when did that happen? And someone said, that's them trying to be PC. They want to be PC. Like what? The can't be PC about snowflakes. Can't be PC with that term, and then you're a you're a separatist. Yes, and there are black people who are separatists too. Like it, it doesn't work either way. Call a spade a spade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using I'm not using that term. It's it's supremacists. I saw I saw a video of. Oh, we won't get too far from this, but I saw a video of um, like Charles Barkley had a TV show in which he was like. You know, talking about basically it'd be like race topics in America, something mm-hmm. like that. You talked to Richard Spencer. When was this? This was probably a few months ago. Okay. Maybe a few weeks ago or something like that. I saw the video posted on Facebook yesterday. Um, so everyone knows about Richard Spencer and what he's about. Uh, what he's <laughs> about. One, Charles Barkley walks in the room and Richard Spencer like lit up. It's like, oh my God, I get to talk to Charles Barkley. See, you, you, right there Word. with that reaction when he said that, I'm like, oh, this dude's a fraud. You're not even this dude's drinking. a fraud. You're, not even You're excited about meeting a professional athlete who is black. And I don't care if you're telling him straight to his face that, um, you just want, you want an all white America. You are a fraud for reacting that way. He's not even. He's not drinking the beer he's selling. Tell you that, yeah. Um, I was at all your games. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> anyway, huh, I'm gonna check that out. That's that's really funny. It's like, well, I get to, I get to talk to Charles Barkley. Like, Michael Jordan walked in, like, oh my god, and he's got the mustache. Like, <laughs> does he still have the mustache? Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He oh, he's got the mustache. <laughs> um, so that will do it for our uh, music news and other news. Flip it and reverse it. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to do here. Show sure my queued up here. So, Ben, why don't you tell us about your earworm of the week? My earworm is a band from Atlanta. They are called City Sleeps. Um Really talented band. Really just never made it that big. I mean, they released one album. I don't really know if it went anywhere. Um, the, the, I heard of them because they were looking for a singer. <laughs> 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 this like right over the top. Cause the singer, he's really good. You know, here's range, 
but like he had substance abuse problems. Mm. Um, and I think it was, I think I want to, I want to think I heard somewhere it was because he got really state, really bad stage fright. So like I saw a video of them playing at a bar, like up in Lawrenceville or something like that. And he sounded awful. Mm. And they said it's because he was so nervous. Um, and then next thing, you know, I'm seeing other videos of him performing in other places around the world. And like, he's just hammered, like he's messed up beyond, you know, messed up. And so, yeah, they eventually had to get rid of him and they just never were the same since. It was really sad. All right. Well, uh, tell us about this song. Where'd you hear this song from? Oh, I heard it on their MySpace page. That's how far, <laughs> that's how long ago this was. Heard it on their MySpace page. Um, instantly fell in love with the way he sings the verses and stuff. Like he just, he sounds a little technical to be a rock singer, kind of in the vein of a Maynard from Tool. He's a little bit technical. Um, but then every now and then you kind of hear like he has the kind of nasally whiny emo sound to him too, which is odd. Um, they had a video for it. It was really kind of dumb. Like it looked like they filmed it themselves. Cause then, but then they released prototype, which I think was on the, Tomb Raider soundtrack. That was their other song. So, I mean, they had some success, but this song was really good. Um, it was a song of my friend and I listened to when he thought about trying to audition for them. And we were both like, when it got to the end, we're like, nah, we can't do it. Like, he goes <laughs> up really, really high. We're like, nah, we can't do that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, this is Not an Angel by City Sleeps. And we'll be right back. Not an Angel by City Sleeps from their self-titled debut, Not an Angel. Well, actually, it's not self-titled. It's just the name of the song is the name of the album. (laughs) (laughs) The title track. There we go. So I was telling you, I had heard this song before. Mm -hmm. Um, This is from 
2007. Way back when. <laughs> All right. So, with our, um, oh, I forgot to make one. I just realized I forgot to make a, a segment sound for this. Oh. <laughs> uh, the next one we'll do. I should have it. So, this is another installment of Because Five. Because, 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 because five. <laughs> so, um, we had done a Because Five one hit wonders 1980 to 1984. So, we are back to finish the decade. With a vengeance. Yes. <laughs> um, we probably could do like, well, I think we'll probably just do a, like, like songs by year. Or because five songs by the songs by year, like the best songs of whatever year. I think that'd be a really good idea. Do ninety seven. I love yeah. that. I love that year. <laughs> um, but with this, uh, another this is a difficult list. I know there's there's a lot of songs that we left off, but mm-hmm. we only have a top five, but technically a top fourteen. But still, the point is, we're stopping right there. Yeah. Okay. And why? <laughs> because five. Or Duh. seven, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so this is because five one hit wonders, nineteen eighty five to nineteen eighty nine. Uh, so songs released in that time will qualify for this list. Try to update the description here to make sure it's on there. Okay, so we're going to start with our honorable mentions, of course. So, uh, Ben, why don't you tell us about your first honorable mention? Going to go with Baltimore. I don't know if you roll the R. Baltimore, Tarzan Boy. Um, this song is just like I love that doom get doom get doom get doom get. Like I like that. Um, of course, it was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. <laughs> for everyone who doesn't know, and it was in um, I think it was like a Listerine commercial too. With the um, the bottle Listerine swinging through the jungle, showing our age here, showing our age. But it's just like a really cool song. Like it's, I don't know. Like it's no frills, nothing crazy about it. There's no words to the chorus other than this. <laughs> like how could you not remember this? Um, yeah, cool little verse. I didn't know they're Italian. Yeah. Um... Yeah, this was a band. Yeah. Uh, I for a long time I thought like the lead singer's name was Baltimore because I didn't see anybody else. Well, because the video is just one dude. Like, yeah. Dancing kind of around, but yeah. Uh, Jimmy McShane. Um, actually, he was called Baltimore, <laughs> as if as, as if that was his stage name. He looks interesting looking at a picture of him, but um. Like that, just and that's like that's probably my favorite part of this song. It's just like that, that really just steady bass line, steady disco type bass line, but it's not fast. Like I know a lot yeah. of bass lines you're used to hearing for disco are fast. It's kind of just a steady. Well, this is this is considered two. Italian disco, huh? Uh, which can be a little bit slower. Yeah. Uh, at least slower than than what we are you maybe used to with uh, American disco. Um. Yeah, and then the weird the in the background. I don't know what those were, but maybe that's supposed to give you the feeling of being in the jungle. I don't know. Uh, this charted uh, at number thirteen back in nineteen eighty five. Oh yeah, 
one year after I was born. Now you know how old I am. <laughs> and it was number one in Belgium, Finland, France, and the Netherlands, and Spain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Baltimore is Tarzan boy. But you know where it wasn't? Italy. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, the band from Italy, or or you know most of the members based out of Italy, it only charted number six. <laughs> So, that is Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. My first uh, honorable mention is a guy by the name of Robbie Neville. Not related to Aaron Neville. (laughs) 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 And it's a song called C'est La Vie. Um, It's been a minute since I've heard a lot of some of these songs, too. Uh, what I liked about this song, uh, it, it is of course on my blue eyed soul. I thought you were gonna say we lit. I was like, where did you bring no. stuff like this on the we lit? This is not on the we lit playlist, <laughs> but it is on the, the my blue eyed soul playlist. This song charted number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1986. Um. Of course, he wrote it with Duncan Payne and Mark Holding. I have no idea who they are. Sorry. Um, what's funny is they, these songs are on neither of our list, but it was kept out of the top spot by two other one hit wonders. Uh, Shake You Down by Gregory Abbott and At This Moment by Billy Vera and the Beaters. Yeah, neither one of them. <laughs> Uh, Shaky Down by Gregory Abbott um, that's another song that I heard on Augusta on that oldies R&B station um, and at this moment uh, for those who are uh, fans of the TV show Family Ties it was a hit song because of that TV show it was played on that show hmm. <clears throat> I don't think I watch Family Ties I mean you would have been too young but still like I just, even when it was pop like in the reruns couldn't get into that uh, this song was number one in Canada and on the dance charts in America mm. Switzerland mm. so had that worldwide appeal worldwide appeal yeah but um, this was a guy well like I said I would say that about this song with Robbie Neville he tried really hard <laughs> so and this is what I kept meaning to ask for each of these songs. Have you listened to anything else by him? No. With this, no. Okay. Robbie Devil, no. And I can say for Baltimore, I did not either. So I, uh, I know I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to make sure we remember to say that. Because every now and then you find a second gem, and sometimes you don't. And you realize, well, they were a one-hit wonder. Um, trying to... So, Say La Vie by Robbie Neville. Um, he also he was also a song. He's a songwriter, of course. Mm-hmm. He wrote for the Pointer Sisters, El DeBarge, Allison Moyet of Yaz, and Earth, Wind, and Fire. So he had the talent as a songwriter, Just get, get, and then would become an artist. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he had a second song though called Dominoes, which charted at number fourteen. But I've never heard that song. Mm-hmm. No. So, uh, that is my first honorable mention. What's your second honorable mention? Going with Scritti Politti. Funny name. Perfect Way. Um, 
for the longest time, I swear to God, I'd heard this in this um, Disney movie, but it's in Hot Tub Time Machine. So, but I thought I'd seen it in like. Um, do you remember the movie about the um, surfer that moves from California to Cincinnati, and his cousin is Seth Green, and Jack Black's in the movie too? We'll check it out offline. It's it's pretty funny. I I have no idea what that. What yeah, that is. It was a Disney movie. Yeah, it's got Seth Green and Jack Black. It's got to be like mid to late nineties before the before Jack Black was a star. Okay, like, this had it. Was it before Enemy of the State? Because I know they were both in that. I think so. I think it was before Enemy of the State. That that was like ninety eight. Yeah. Um, but I just love this song. I don't know. Like I love the guitar in there. I love the um, like the synth sound. It's just a really good song. I mean, it's. I don't know interesting uh person to cover this song miles davis yeah <laughs> and i will say to be fair because i know i'd heard it before but i rediscovered this on my discover playlist mm. from spotify they put it on there and i was like i knew the song um just didn't really know you know who it was um now with this with the question that you were uh that will apply to to each of our Oh, uh, each oh. of our choices. I have heard other songs by Scritti Paletti. Really? Yeah. Um, Any good? I, you, I think you would like um, uh, the Word Girl. Okay. And Woodbees. Was this, these from the same album or same album? Okay. They're classic period. <laughs> <laughs> from their album Cupid and Psyche '85. Okay. Uh, and their primary, well, their lead singer, songwriter, his name is Green Gartside, mm-hmm. but that was like his poet name. His real name is like Paul Strohmeyer. Yeah. <laughs> we went to, with Green Gartside. Um, he called himself, uh, um, well, his mom married someone whose last name was Gartside. And when he was in school, there were two other Pauls in his class. Hmm. So he wanted something different. So he made his first, he went by green. So. Yeah, this is, this, I'm looking at a picture of him from 2006. You, you would never know that he was a, you know, a rock star at some point. He looks like just a normal dude you'd see at Mel Mushroom playing guitar. It's, it's kind of sad, actually. He looks, kind of looks uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so that is perfect way by Scritti Politti. Uh, now my second honorable mention, um, you know, it's not, to, I have not heard any other song by this, by this guy and I, he didn't need to make any other songs. He's one of these one hit wonders. No, he didn't make, need to make anything else. This is his lasting legacy. And this is the rain by orange juice Jones. <laughs> Do you think OJ the Juice Man got his from? You think? Is OJ is his? Are his initials even OJ? I don't think so. Is the thing? This the thing is when you, when you're gonna go by a, your nickname is gonna be OJ. Your initials have to be OJ. <laughs> OJ Mayo, Orange Orange Juice Jones here. His initials are OJ. So I'm gonna look up. O- <laughs> We're talking about anything but the song at this point. But no, I, uh, so yeah, not to. I just, I was just curious when I, when that came up. But no, this is a this is a very catchy song. And yeah, you're right. Like I'm looking to see if he has other stuff. But like, who cares? 
Like, yeah. this is one of those artists where it's just like, you could really care less. The video is very funny, too. <laughs> the video is hilarious. Uh... It may be one of the greatest. Well, I don't know if I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna be hyperbolic and say it's the greatest video ever made. All right, Kanye. But <laughs> it has it has the greatest monologue on record for song. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so that's funny. This is on a uh, Def Jam. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, you know, this is a song about a guy who. Um, well, one, this is on Def Jam and mm-hmm. produced by Russell Simmons. Um, this song is basically like a, a man called his woman cheating. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just like, you know, 30 years later, not much has changed. Yeah. People still write about people cheating. Uh, this song is from 1986. Uh, it charted at number nine. Uh, it's highest chart in any country. It was number three in Germany and number four in the UK. Huh. It was sampled by Action Bronson and Dan Arbach of the Black Keys with Mark Ronson on Suicide Squad soundtrack. I will check that out later. Um, so we'll be remiss if we did not play the greatest monologue ever in a song. Let's see if I can get it queued up here. Uh, here we go. And we'll just let this play. Hey, hey, baby, how you doing? Come on in here. Got some hot chocolate on the stove waiting for you. Listen, first things first, let me hang up that coat. Yeah, how's your day today? Did you miss me? Oh, you did. Yeah, I missed you too. I missed you so much, I followed you today. <laughs> That's right. Now close your mouth, because you cold busted. That's right, now sit down here. Here, so upset with you, don't know what to do. And my first impulse was to run up on you and do a Rambo. We're about to jam and flat blast both of you. I ain't want to mess up this $3,700 Lynx coat. So it's Mr. Pay. I chill. That's right. Chill. Then I went to the bank, took out every dime. And then I went and canceled all those credit cards. All your charge counts. Yeah. I stuck you up for every piece of jewelry I ever bought you. Yeah, that's right. Everything. You had a lot of stuff for one hit wonder. Get fly with me. Nah, don't go, don't go, don't go looking in that closet. Because you ain't got nothing in there. Everything you came here with is packed up and waiting for you in the guest room. In the guest room? Right. What was you thinking about? Huh? What are you trying to prove? Huh? This was the juice. I gave you silk suits, Gucci handbags, blue diamonds. I gave you things you couldn't mm-hmm. even pronounce. Now I can't give you nothing but advice. But you're still young. That's right, you're still young. I hope you learned a valuable lesson from all this. You know? You're gonna find somebody like me one of these days. Until then, you know what you gotta do? You gotta get on out of here with that Alicat coat wearing hush puppy shoe and crump cake I saw you with. Because you dismissed. That's right. Silly rabbit yeah. tricks are made for kids. Did you know that? <laughs> so uh yeah <laughs> you don't want to mess up that $3,700 coat $3,700 so like nowadays that's like a $10,000 coat you spend a lot of money on that girl Gucci handbags stuff you can pronounce <laughs> 
Um, all right. So, Ben, we're now in the top five. Number five. What you got? Um, As I copy and make put in this list here. This right. is the... I'll, I'll, I'll say the name of it. Till Tuesday Voices Carry. This is a really messed up song. Um, if you really just kind of listen to it. Domestic Violence. Like when so, you, this is a domestic violence song. When you, when I tell him that I'm falling in love, what does he say? Hush, hush. Like, <laughs> you like that's so weird. Like, like it's like I'm in love with you. Will you shut up? The hell is keep your keep your voice down, girl. <laughs> like, like you all in love. Like, what's wrong with I'm you? Trying to, I'm trying to get some on the side. Like <laughs> you're here coming over here talking about you in love with me, and she just like stays with him. Like it's. Like it's really dis- it's it's a really catchy song, but it's also very disturbing. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the video. I remember watching this on pop up video on VH1, yeah. and they had some jokes about the actor who played like the boyfriend or husband, yeah. and how he was like overdoing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of was. He was over the top. If everyone anyone sees the video, um, yeah, she was really ignored though. <laughs> What's funny is that I haven't, um, I tried to listen to other songs. I have not. By Till Tuesday. I even found a CD at the library, of course. Um, it was not the album that had Voices Carry on it. <laughs> so, they had other songs. They stuff. had other albums. Well, I mean, I know Amy Mann went on to do some stuff and, and be critically acclaimed. I have listened to some of her stuff. Academy Award nominee, Amy Mann. Yes. Um... But as far as it goes with Till Tuesday, this was the best they did. What's funny is that this was, song was inspired by her breakup with the drummer Michael Hausman, who is credited as a co-writer. Oh boy, we got so that, this was that this was like a no doubt. This was like no doubt situation <laughs> before then. Awkwardness coming in. He's like, "Do I have to play on this?" Yes, you have to play on this. Um, it uh, charted as high as number eight. Did you ever hear the um, the cover of this by Vitamin C? No. Not very good. Not very good. I haven't heard any cover of this song. Yeah, they did uh, all 80s covers for the Sky High soundtrack, and soundtrack, and she covered this. Uh, Voices Carry is the recipient of the second ever VMA Moon Man. Yeah, I'm saying Moon Man. The second ever Moon Man for Best New Artist. They're, they're still going to protest us, Greg. Thanks. Whatever. Um, it beat out... It beat out Two Tribes by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Not Relax. It was Two Tribes for that video. Uh, Julian Lennon, Too Late for Goodbyes. Yes, the son of John Lennon. Uh, a Smooth Operator. And Sheila E's The Glamorous Life. That was a good song. That was a Prince track too, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Voices Carry by Till Tuesday. Um, I don't know who the guitar player was because I like what he was doing. Because she played bass, right? Um, I think she played guitar. Oh no, she played bass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Holmes. Robert Holmes. Ooh. Okay. Oh, that's sad. The former band of Amy Man. That's what they're known as. <laughs> Till Tuesday, the former band of Amy Man. So that was your number five? All right. Yes. My number five. Uh, mostly an instrumental, uh, but it's still instantly recognizable today. 
Uh, it's probably associated with a very specific 80s movie. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to play it. I have a feeling of what it is. I think more of like this isn't a sneakers commercial too I think yeah a sneakers commercial probably um I think of well everyone should think of the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off mm-hmm. uh, especially at the end of the movie where Jeffrey Jones who has just been utterly defeated <laughs> gets on the school bus <laughs> um yeah um, I've also watched if anyone who's ever watched the national aerobics championships, but like the ones that were on TV in the mid eighties, the ones hosted by Alan thick. <laughs> Was this what they made? No, never mind. Never mind. I'm thinking of what they made fun of on Keen Peel. I don't think yes. that's it. They, they were making fun of that. Okay. Kind of, uh, that kind of broadcast. Um, there was a, a group that did their routine to this song, but it was sped up. Okay. It was faster than this. So, I didn't realize this was also what Duffman was doing on The Simpsons. I never realized that's what he was doing. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, Duffman. So, with, uh, let me give you some facts here about Yellow. Yellow, no W. No W. This from 1985. Um, it has become an iconic film of iconic anthem of the 80s and used to metaphorically represent lust and cocaine. I got the lust part. I did not get the cocaine part. <laughs> um, this charted actually on the Billboard charts. It only charted at number 51. But it was a, it hit on the dance track though. Dance number charts. one on the uh, number thirty six on the dance charts. Huh. It was charted as high as number nine in Australia. Okay. But I think what makes it noticeable is with its association with Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. and even the uh, I believe it's a Michael J. Fox film, The Secret of My Success. Um. But yeah. And uh, the the voice, like people can try to duplicate that. Maybe I think that's so low. Yeah. It's almost the brown note. <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> so that's Oh Yeah by Yellow. All right, Ben. What's number four? Four. Um, the Outfield, Your Love. A lot of memories associated with this one. Um, Friday night 80s on Star 94, man. Yeah. And, and, um, so the band that I was in we used to cover this song, and yours truly would sing it. Mm. Um, no disrespect to my current girlfriend, but I thought this song was gonna get me laid back in the day. <laughs> I really thought it was. Um, I think one of those trips to Panama City, I feel like I came close, but it just didn't happen. Um, I would even <laughs> to get cheesy with it. So at the um, and the bridge where it says "try to keep my hands from shaking," I would hold up my left. Would I hold up my left? No, because I was still um, playing a note. No, I would hold up my left hand and kind of shake it when I said that line. 
Chris gave me so much crap. He was like, really, Ben? Cheese. I was like, That's just, yeah. just total cheese right because there. Because of all the songs we played and this band that I was in, we played a lot of, like, not a lot of heavy rock, but a, lot, you know, a good bit of heavy rock. This was like one of the only 80s songs we played. So, like, all the girls would come running. And I was like, all right, here's my chance. And it never worked. But beyond that, this song reminds me of Friday Night 80s. Riding in the car, mostly with my mom or my sister, because I couldn't drive. Um, and hearing this song come on, of course, kids, you got to understand, this is the days before Spotify. So unless you had the CD, you could not listen to this all the time. And I just remember being so excited every time it came on. And then I remember the first time I saw the video, I couldn't, I did not put two and two together. It was the same song. And I was like, oh man, this is really cool. And like, I think I told you, they look so British, like in the video. It's funny. This is a British band obsessed with baseball. Yeah. Extra <laughs> innings. Play deep. Like they just had the weirdest. Um, and so this is a band. I have listened to other songs. Um, they all sound just like this one. I liked one of them <laughs> enough to put it on a playlist. I don't remember the name of it. It might as well be Your Love Part 2. I don't know. <laughs> they they all sound like this one to me. <laughs> but um, I loved it. The, the, like, there's really lush harmonies in there. Um, yeah, it was just a really good song. I think their singer was a bass player, too. Maybe that's the thing that I like. <laughs> yeah, their singer was their bass player. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those songs that during the days of Kazaa and Aries. Oh, this had to be attributed to someone else. The police. You think so? I think people were labeling this. Oh, this is the police. So there no, was a list on Mo- Watch Mojo, the top 10 songs attributed to other artists. Scandal, which was my last uh, number one. Is it Pat Benatar? Yes. <laughs> they thought the warrior was Pat Benatar, and I was like, how could you? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if people thought this was the police. Um, all right, so that was your number four. High pitched singer in the eighties must be Sting. Must be Sting. <laughs> um, three piece band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so my number four. Uh, it is a staple of of new jack swing of a genre. Mm. A staple of a genre. Just got paid Uh-oh. by Johnny Kemp. Oh. Um, it doesn't matter if it was Friday night or not. <laughs> it didn't matter if you had money or not. <laughs> uh, this oh, is just one of those songs. Um, all the orchestra heads. <laughs> well, um, let me make sure. And that fake bass. Oh man, this is so New Jack Swing. <laughs> well, you know who uh, co-wrote this song and produced it. Teddy Jam. <laughs> Teddy Riley, of yes. course. And of course, the other guy who I don't think gets enough credit. Aaron in, Hall. Yeah, in the New Jack Swing era, Aaron Hall. Uh, I think the story with this song is that, like, Johnny Kemp had written most of the, he written the lyrics, uh, most of the lyrics, and it was just going to be a demo. He was going to give this song to Guy. Really? Yeah. Um, and he, when he did a demo, well, no, actually, no. Uh, it wasn't going to guy. It was going to Keith Sweat. Mm. Um, Keith Sweat passed on it. <laughs> he wish he didn't. <laughs> so Johnny Kemp made a new demo, 
and he intended it to be for another singer, for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But what you're hearing is actually his demo vocal, which is on the final version. I wonder if he was okay with that. Because <laughs> I've had instances where I put down the scratch vocal and I was like, do not let anyone hear this. <laughs> Um, I like that NSYNC cover this though. I did not like their version of it. Well, I haven't heard it. I just like that they did it. <laughs> yeah, they did it. I I don't like it. Hmm. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's very good. Um, for those who are fans of the movie, Love and Basketball is included in that, of course. And um, this was a number one song on the hot black singles they still use that term well not today but back then the black singles which is now the R&B and hip hop charts Um, (laughs) it was also number one on the hot dance club charts and on the billboard hot 100 it was number 10 Um, and uh, he made a living off this song may he rest in peace (laughs) Um, but yeah, this was, he, he was on the nostalgia circuit forever for this song. Um, so yeah, um, it's, it's very, yeah, it's just, it's one of those songs like you you play it at a party or you're driving to it. Doesn't matter how much money you got. <laughs> I got nothing. Because it all went to bills. And it was also nominated for Best R&B Song for the Grammys. It lost to Anita Baker. <laughs> which is... which is That's respectable. That's okay. Yeah, that's respectable. <laughs> Alright, so Just Got Paid by Johnny Kemp. Alright, number three. John Parr, Men in Motion. Or John Parr, St. Elmo's Fire. Parenthesis. Man in Motion. <laughs> which nowadays would be hashtag Man in Motion. Yeah. And this song, of course, is another one of those songs that was tied to my memories at my dad's store in Columbus. Coming on Sunday 100. I would hear this song and just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like... It makes me. It made me want to be a person in motion. Like it made me want to like run, <laughs> even though I was a kid. I, I didn't know what running was. I just wanted to move. Like it just had one of those songs, those those sounds where it's just like. And I guess maybe that was what they were thinking when they when they wrote it. But like it just makes you want to move, and not like dance or anything. Just you just want to move. You you just want to do something. And of course, it's it was co-written by the man, the legend, Mr. David Foster. Um, of course, along with John Parr, but like. We all know that David Foster, you know, did most of the work here. So, the David Foster, yeah, of uh, Malibu. If you don't know. Princes. We're gonna we'll do an episode on him soon enough. Princes of Malibu, I think it was called. Yeah, that was his house. <laughs> I later found that out. I was like, oh god, I'm so sorry. We had to do with this crap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was in the movie Saint Elmo's Fire. Like we talked about with this song and with other. 80 songs I think it was on our best original song episode yeah, they to where that. you had to put the title of the movie in the name of the song to make it big <laughs> flash dance what a feeling mm-hmm. like this song and the song has really nothing not really anything to do with the movie nope uh, the song was written uh, for uh, Rick Hansen who was going around the world in his wheelchair to raise awareness for spinal cord injuries. It was called the man in motion tour. 
the movie is about a bunch of young kids trying to well not young kids but young college graduates, college grads trying, trying to, to find their way yeah yeah I've never seen the movie but I, I've heard that's what it's about yeah I also, it's one of those <laughs> last Brat Pack movies mm, okay I think it's kind of trash <laughs> the movie is trash to me I know it had um, it had mem- many of the members from Toto on the recording so um, Steve Lukather played guitar um, uh, Steve Picaro played keyboards yeah David Page on keyboards as well. So, so they had some star power on this yeah. song. As far as even the, you don't know about these session musicians, these were the guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then you had David Foster as a co-writer. <laughs> <laughs> so for him, there is another song I like by him called Naughty Naughty. Yeah, I like that song. So. I haven't tried to listen to any other song by yeah. Park. That was um, suggested to me by Spotify. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Spotify. So that was number three for you, right? Yep. All right, my number three, another song that can be played at any party, anywhere. (laughs) It's going to fill the dance floor immediately. And I'm talking about It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. See, at this point, this is the time to get to the dance floor, okay? (laughs) When you hear this part. So it gives you enough time. And I like with this, you know, even though there were a lot of rappers sampling James Brown, mm-hmm. this felt different. Like it felt like heavier. It had a lot of, it had some like bass, a lot of bass to it. Yeah. Um, the snare feels heavier. And, um, the the James Brown sample in the background that <laughs> I'm not gonna try to do it, <laughs> but that part just like drove the entire song. I feel like that sample was used a lot back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah, this is it's interesting to say all the bass in there by a dude named Rob Bass spelled differently, but yeah. Yeah, no, this is this was such a catchy track. I'm looking here, it says a genre, Golden Age Hip Hop. Is that a genre now? It was probably coined like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but any any music, I guess, that came out between um, 86 and 95. Yeah, roughly. <laughs> Late 80s, early 90s. And of course, New York. Come on, people. I, whatever. So, this song... <laughs> um... So apparently Mike Will made it, Carly Rae Jepsen and Little Yachty covered this? Yeah. For a Target commercial. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I heard that. That's, that seems like one of those songs you would, you would cover for a Target commercial. Um, it's safe. It's, uh, well, Fantasy Samples, uh, Lynn Collins, Think About It. Um... It's like there. I don't. It's one of those songs to where you're not going to. You can't top this one. So, question then, because all music guide, who I really, really like, um, music critic uh, Stephen Thomas Erlewin says that this is. Uh, there are many critics and listeners who claim that Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rocks it takes two of the greatest hip hop single ever cut. It's hard to disagree with them. Thoughts. As far as. It, it's easy to say that like in the moment like when you hear the song mm-hmm. how how great it is um, 
I think it's one of the top five, okay. at least. Um, and it's hard to think of what the other ones, other ones might be, but it's up there because, yeah. like, it, it 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 is held up over time. Mm-hmm. This song is almost thirty years old. Jeez, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it still holds up. Any DJ around the world would play this song, and people get hype about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I have heard the other song. Well, one other song by them. Uh, Joy and Pain. That was that was them. Yeah. Okay, I've heard that song too. Then, all right. Um, but that would be just on the on the Black Singles chart. <laughs> I, to, I did not know that was them. But yeah, I love that song. Um. So yeah, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Play that at any party, any party. Seriously. You will not Red, regret yellow, it. Yellow, black, or white. Right. See, that's what they need to play at, at Charlottesville. No, never mind. No, that probably no. wouldn't work. They just needed a Pepsi. <laughs> that's all they needed, just a Pepsi. Playing this song would have been too much, too much to uh, to deal with. Then they would have found out they're black. <laughs> okay, so getting into the home stretch. Um, number two. Martika Toy Soldiers. Um, and I'm ashamed. Oh, not ashamed to say it. Whatever. I didn't hear this song until Eminem sampled it. Yeah, I didn't. And then I looked it up and I was like, I started to like this one better than his. <laughs> um, and then I heard the cover. I started looking for covers of it and I heard the one by Vitriol, which I really, really liked. Um, but I just love this song. It's just really. I don't know. It's just. It's, it's haunting with of course like with the kids singing um and then it's just kind of beautiful i love the guitar like i like 80s guitar so um if i'm not mistaken do you know who sang background vocals on this song two well two at least two people have sang background vocals on this song fergie (laughs) and jennifer love hewitt uh, this is back from Martika's days on Kids Incorporated. Kids Incorporated, where she was credited as Marta Marrero. Um, yeah. So yeah, they sang they sang backup on her on on this song. Um, <laughs> I love. I'm telling you, I love '80s guitar. Like you throw some chorus on there, especially yeah. like a lot of the like you know like a single coil guitar. And some of you will not know what this means, but look it up <laughs> like you throw some chorus on a single chord on a single coil guitar and that's how you get 80s clean guitar <laughs> oh rather mention uh with saint elmo's fire man in motion that did hit number one on the hot 100 okay with rob basin dj easy rock um it charted as high as number 36 on the hot 100 but number three on the dance charts there were no rap charts back then nope. and uh this hit number one. This was number one. Oh yeah. Um, this was a song about a friend who who's battling a cocaine addiction. And just as you say that addiction, <laughs> I want to see. Hold on, I gotta know who played guitar on this album. Is it gonna list it? Let's see. Which track is this? Because I just I every time I listen to this, I forget how much I do like the guitar. But I love, I just love 80s guitar, so. 
Okay, Mark Leggett. I don't know who that is. But he's got a page. Okay, he's an Emmy-nominated guitar player composer. He did work on My Name is Earl. Dolly Parton movie, Code of Many Colors. Okay. Okay, okay. So he's been around the block. Yeah, okay. Good. That that means that's good. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, that's I think that's probably outside of the, the haunting vocals, the guitar and everything is my and there's a solo. Like the guitar on this song is probably my favorite thing about this song. Yeah. Uh this song was was number one in the Hot One Hundred, also number one in New Zealand. The only, those are the only countries where it was number one. They got good music in New Zealand. So, you know, <laughs> obviously, you know. Yeah. And uh, apparently this was the third song that she ever wrote. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids, Incorporated Kids and and Disney Channel Kids, man, what, they're, just, they're good at everything. So that was number two. That's got to be an episode one day, too. Like, just either Kids Incorporated or the Disney Channel. Um, the Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey Mouse Club. Still take the, the funniest thing I've ever seen, the clip on, clip on the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh. <laughs> so, I'll tell you real quick. Uh, so, the Mickey Mouse Club, for those who know, Justin Timberlake was on there, and uh, J.C. Shazay. Ryan Gosling. And also Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and uh, the actor who played, he played uh, Carl Douglas in the OJ miniseries that was on FX. Um, I forget his name. I think it was Dale Gotboldo, something like that. It's either Dale or Dave. I can't remember. But he was he was on that show, too. They sang uh, Cry For You by Jodeci on the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> no one knows why. <laughs> no one knows why. I guess because Justin wanted to. But. Yeah, I think it was his yeah. idea. And as we also mentioned before, Ryan Gosling was almost a member of NSYNC. Yeah. Even funnier, I saw a clip the other day of um, it was Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling talking to Xscape, like backstage, <laughs> telling them that they would they like, oh man, y'all should. And it's just like Xscape sitting there, like in the all black with the with the high tech boots and everything. And they're like, oh yeah, the next track you should do this. And that would be so cool. And I'm just like. They probably were big fans of Xscape. They're probably yeah. like, "Oh my god, I love just kicking it!" Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, another instance of Candy Burris uh, getting them checks. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. So my number two, um, this movie. Well, the movie that it was featured in that I know of off uh, offhand is American Psycho. Hmm. Um. And uh, it's it if you think about it, with the time it it is so New York, it is such a New York thing. Um, it's what's on your mind (parenthesis) pure energy <laughs> by Information Society. It's worked so far, but we're not out yet. I wanna know what you're thinking. There are some things you can't hide. I wanna this was during a time where it was just. Going to the dance club in New York was so important. <laughs> so important. If you watch the movie American Psycho, you will understand what I mean there. Um, this one's considered high energy. Um, maybe the you know the early days of of EDM or techno or whatever you want to call it. 
Um, trying to pull it up to see where it would have charted here. Um, of course, it's it's famous for the sample of pure energy. That's Leonard Nimoy's voice. It was an episode of Star Trek. Hmm. Um, and it also samples DeForest Kelly's voice from another episode. I think that was the one where he said, uh, it's worked so far, but we're not out yet. So what, which part of American Psycho is this in? Um, there's a part where they're in a, it's one of the scenes where they're in a dance club. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know if it's playing at the same, in the same scene. Uh, <laughs> I got to talk about this soundtrack with, with Tim one day. Uh, <laughs> but, um, when, uh, Patrick and I forget the, the friend's name, but they're in a bathroom stall snorting cocaine. And then they're, um, Patrick Bateman, he, he says a lot of random things in the movie, which should clue you in on him being a psychopath. But um, but they're like talking, and then a guy in the next stall is like, could you keep it down? I'm trying to do drugs. <laughs> and then uh, the the friend is going to like try to fight that guy in the next stall. He's like, no. And Patrick Bateman just pulls him back. He's like, no, shut up. Do it anyway. I'm like, shut up anyway. <laughs> I need to finish this movie. I've I've seen like the first half of it, and it's disturbing to say the least. I, I, it's a dark comedy to me. That's and, how ridiculous yeah, it is. It did a really good job because I always assumed that movie was made in like the early nineties, but nope. Like they really did a good job, and I did not I did not know the songs in the movie, so I guess I haven't gotten to that point of the song to the movie yet. Um. So, uh, this song peaked at number three on the Hot 100 in 1988. Um, number two on the, number one on the dance charts and number two on the maxi singles sales charts. I don't hear that much anymore. <laughs> the maxi single. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there are any singles sold in stores anymore. I'm, I'm sure there are, but they don't sell well. <laughs> um, I have heard another song by Information Society. Uh, it's called Running. It was actually one of their first songs. It came out before. Um, well, it was on their first album, but the single, they made it, it was a single like a couple of years before that album came out, I think. And uh, this band was also on an episode of Bands Reunited. Did they reunite? No. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> no, they did not. Uh, this will also be put in the freestyle uh, genre, uh, otherwise known as Latin hip hop. <laughs> That's if you're from Florida. So yeah, what's on your mind? Parenthesis, pure energy by Information Society is my number two. So Ben, number one, Michael Penn, no myth, former earworm of mine. Yes, I love this song. Um. I think the thing I like about this song the most probably would be the drums. Um, and I love the, um, I forgot what instrument they said this is. Um, yes, the Chamberlain, um, which just sounds, it sounds just like a really big acoustic guitar, but I just, I like, I don't know, like it's just, and then when the chorus kind of comes in, it opens up a little bit and yeah, I just, 
this is one of those songs where I can I could put this on repeat and just play it over and over and over again. Yes. And then I just like the way he sings the chorus, you know. Heathcliff it's no myth. Like I like that I don't know. Romeo and Black Jeans. Mm. Would sound so nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. <laughs> wearing black jeans. So that's those are the things I like about it. like it's just really I don't know. It's just I can't put my finger on what it is other than the drums. I just like the way the drums are really big, but I just love this song. <laughs> um, this reminds me of uh, the movie Loser. Yeah, maybe you mentioned it was in there. Uh, yeah, it was played at the end. Uh, Loser, aka American Pie 1.5. Loser. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can see that. Or if American Pie took place in New York, basically. Has he done anything <laughs> since then? Who, Michael Penn? No, um, Jason. Jason uh, Biggs. Biggs. Yeah. He was in, um, and 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 Bannister mentioned this on the last episode, uh, Saving Silverman. Yes. With Steve Zahn. <laughs> He's only forty, man. Um, and as we mentioned, the older brother of Sean and Chris Penn. Yep. And um, let's see how this. Uh, how this song did yeah it was um 13 on the hot 100 mainstream rock tracks five hot modern rock tracks four so i mean it was successful but not huge you know 13 is pretty good though yeah um but yeah that, w- that was all he had and i have not heard anything else by him yeah. that's the point of this list yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh no Myth by Michael Penn. I guess, let me see who played drums on this. Jim Kettner? Hmm. Oh, wow, he was a leading session drummer at his time, I guess. Okay. Okay, so my number one, um, it's a song to where, um, you know, you hear a lot of people have that, say that something is a two Americas moment. <laughs> This is one of those two Americas kind of songs. Either you're really inspired by this song or you're just really super annoyed by it. Now I really want to know. And if you're really annoyed by it, you probably hate the people who are inspired by it. And so, okay, I didn't tell Ben what my number one song was. Mm-hmm. And it is. I'm just going to play it. Okay. <laughs> and y'all know. This song? <laughs> oh, God. So, do you know, all right, so this was on that list of songs people think were done by other people. It was number one, as a matter of fact. Who do people think did this song? I give you two guesses Stevie Wonder? Mm-hmm. Bob Marley. Yes. <laughs> yes, even though he died before it came out, people thought this was Bob Marley. You hear a chill reggae song in the eighties? Must be Bob Marley. <laughs> so, yeah. This okay? That's that's. I bet that's an Aries Kazaa oh, yeah. file name <laughs> mistake. It totally makes sense, though. The people think this is Bob Marley. 
<laughs> I don't know. This just makes me think of t-shirts. This just like this is honestly, if Forrest Gump took place a few years after, Bobby McFerrin would have been running next to him. It would have been like I'm trying to think of a song, and he'd be like, "Don't worry, be happy," and that's how they would have explained oh this song. Oh yeah, wasn't. I was trying to think who was in that video. Robbie Williams. Robin Robbie Williams, Williams and Bill Irwin. Yes. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I'm very. I can't get over the Bob Marley take. <laughs> so I think I liked this song when I was a kid. I don't really care for it now. <laughs> um, I did like the song as well when I was younger. Um. But it it does get uh it does get it does get annoying after a while. Uh, Acapella reggae. I'm trying to think of how to combine those. Yeah. Reggae pella maybe. <laughs> That's probably it. Reggae pella. This is the only reggae pella song. <laughs> um. What it does show is how. Um. As like to me, Bobby McFerrin is an instrument. I have heard other things by Bobby McFerrin. Um, there is a song he did a, a night in Tunisia with uh, Manhattan Transfer. Okay, it it's brilliant. Really, it's 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 jazz acapella, but it's still it is it is brilliant. Um, I'll play it for you after the show. Um, after record here, um, it has gotten a lot of criticism. Of course, for people, it, it was referenced in Public Enemies Fight the Power. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, Chuck D thought it was ridiculous that this was a number one song. <laughs> um, oh, wow. It even says here, the song became an unofficial anthem in Jamaica after Hurricane Gilbert struck the island in September 1988 and caused months of hardship to the population. The song is often erroneously attributed to Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is also featured in the movie Jarhead. Wally. Um, Pentatonix has covered it. Of course they have. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and also in the movie Cocktail with uh, Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue. And this was the official campaign song of George H.W. Bush's election, presidential election, without Bobby McFerrin's permission. <laughs> and he protested use of the song, including stating that he was going to vote against Bush and completely drop the song from his own performance repertoire to make the point even clearer. Oh, wow. <laughs> so then the campaign stopped using the song. But for a long time, he actually hated performing this song because it's all anyone wanted to hear. Oh, yeah, that would have to be very annoying. But, uh, you know, it's for people who I think people should probably this is probably a guy who should probably have a little more appreciation, at least mm-hmm. um, probably not to the pop world. But in the jazz world, I think he's got a lot of recognition mm-hmm. because he 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 is an instrument. Yeah. <laughs> like this is acapella. All the sounds are coming from him. Mm hmm. So yeah, um, that's my number one. All right. Don't worry, be happy by Bobby McFerrin. I will worry. <laughs> uh, do worry, be sad. Um, <laughs> do worry. 
Um, <laughs> so that <laughs> that will do it for our because five list one hit wonders eighty five to eighty nine. You can find this playlist on Spotify sponsors and uh, by searching for that BTTYHT. If you search that, you'll find all our playlists that we have made uh, that coincided with a particular episode. So we're gonna get to my earworm of the week. Um, uh, this was a song that, uh, I first heard on someone's Instagram story, <laughs> uh, uh, Rena from all cows eat grass. Uh, I was, I follow her on Instagram and she made, she had an Instagram story in which she was playing this album and playing this song and then tagged the artist on her Instagram story. So I went to pull it up. Um, and I, I really like the song. I haven't gotten all the way through the album because I've been listening to this song mostly, <laughs> but I really like it. Um, and I actually have another song of theirs on my We Lit playlist, the infamous We Lit playlist, uh, which I heard actually that and that song got heard on an episode of Insecure. <laughs> okay. Is that a good show? Yeah. I think you should check it out. Okay. Um, don't get into conversations with people who are Team Lawrence or Team Issa because they're both wrong. Um, okay. <laughs> it's one of those kinds of, but it, I mean, it'll be a fun, it's a, it'll be a fun conversation starter. I think you should give it a shot though. Okay. It's a good show. But, um, this is an artist named Bosco. She is from Savannah. Represent. And, uh, this song is called Cruel from her, um, I don't know if this is an EP or an album. Because some people have EPs, but they're like 10 songs. <laughs> Like, that's not an EP Mm-mm. anymore. <laughs> You're getting into LPs category right there. Um, this has eight songs, but I don't know if it's an EP or not. She's getting close. They're getting close. But uh, this is called Cruel. Um, Cruel by Bosco from the album B. And uh, we will be right back. So where do we go? Oh, I don't know where 
of that is Cruel by Bosco from the album or EP simply called B uh, that's just the letter B by itself um, but yeah and I, I like the Bobby Brown reference yeah to me too that's the, I that immediately <laughs> alright so that is going to do it for our program uh, again, thank you if you've made it all the way to the end. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, where can we be found? In the A. Do they know? We, they know we're here. Yeah, we yeah. say we work this all the time. Yes, so you can find us in the A, as Big Boy would say. Um, but no, you can um, find us at by the time you hear this dot com, um, where you can see the brand new layout, blog style still. So you know, leave us a comment um, with your you know favorite songs. Um, one hit one is from 85 to 89. We love to hear from you. Um, you can also find us on facebook.com slash by the time you hear this, our Facebook page is not blacked out like Taylor Swift's Mm-mm. with a picture of a creepy snake as if you were in Saul. No, no. Um, you can, <laughs> both of those are spelled with the word you. If you want to find us on Instagram where she has also blacked that out with the picture of a snake, um, you can find us at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U because we're upstanding yes we are and um, might not have to be for long we'll see um if you want to find us on <laughs> if you want to email us same spelling at gmail.com uh, you can find us on itunes um apple podcast player thingy or another apple, apple podcast Podcasts. it's just apple Podcasts. Dude. okay itunes slash apple podcasts you can find us on google play Castbox, auto radio overcast tune in radio um, you can find us on Podomatic, which is, you know, which hosts our episodes. Um, plenty of places to find us. Tell your friends, Satchel Podcast Player, tell your friends about us. Um, I'm, so since Matt didn't spam the episode, what made people want to listen to that episode? Yeah. I, we, we may never know. Yeah. <laughs> people should, should tell us. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very strange. What's your it's that one in particular? Not that I think that it's bad. It's just like it's Hansen why said, that one weird. in particular. Yeah, another power trio. Hanson said, "Isn't it weird? You know, <laughs> isn't it weird?" Yeah. <laughs> I just realized there was no bass player in Hanson. No, no, it wasn't. Just the dude played piano or keys and had the guitar, guy that played guitar. I mean, I'm pretty sure they had a touring bass player, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that will do it for our uh, episode. Um, I was trying to think of something we could end the show with, unless you had any ideas. I did not. Um, well, I do I do have one. What you got? Um, since it was on neither of our lists, mm-hmm. I meant to put it on mine, but I, I felt the other songs were stronger. Were stronger. Uh, it was a song, I believe, produced by Dr. Dre. Um. Let me pull it up really quick. Uh, here we go. It was well. It's produced by Dr. Dre, DJ Yella, and Arabian Prince. Supersonic by JJ Fad. I didn't know they did that. What? <laughs> Play it, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna end the show with that. Milli Vanilli, JJ Fad, wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, of course, this song was uh, properly sampled 
by Fergie in the song Fergalicious. Mm. And um, there was a lawsuit because the Black Eyed Peas did not provide any royalties to Arabian Prince. Hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, that, well, it, Fergalicious is pretty much a ripoff. Super funny if you think about it. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to play that to end the show <laughs> and uh, like to thank you all for listening and we will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace. We're JJ Fat and we're here to rock. Rhymes like ours could never be stopped. See, it's three of us and I know we're fresh. Party rockers non-stop us and our names are deaf. See, the J is for just. The other for jamming. The F is for fresh. A-N-D. Death. Behind the turntables is DJ Train. Mixing and scratching is the name of the game. Now, here's a little something about nosy people. It's not real hard. It's plain and simple. Baby D. Supersonic. Supersonic motivating rhymes are creating And everybody knows that JJ Fast devastating We know you like us girls, so you better get sterile Cause we are the home chicks that are rocking your world Supersonic 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 is a word when people stop to listen Especially bigger people, they pay close attention You might not believe it, you might not even buy it But when it comes our lady, you might even try it Supersonic 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 people try to bite our rhymes. You may think that you are deaf, but you're way sir, behind. Sir. So you better listen good to what we have to say. Cause when it comes to JJ Fast, you can get no play. Supersonic. Supersonic. Now he's the freshest DJ. From coast to coast, my man can cut and scratch. But I don't